special playmakers bar and shooting lights out. Shooting lights out is, is sponsored by Fanatics. Official license is everything from hats, shirts, jerseys, everything that you want from your favorite sports team or favorite player. Get it officially at the official license is everything Fanatics for sports fan shop. And also, we are sponsored by Liz. Locker rooms by Liz. Get your customized hat, favorite sports hats, wear. Anything you can think of sports wise, get it. Locker rooms by Liz. Now it's time for shooting lights out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing? Happy to do this special episode with you guys on today. Doing a recap of the play-in, previewing the play-ins for Friday's games. Gonna get ready for those playing games and have our playoffs set and ready to go. So if you don't know me by now, I am the playmaker down the south of the playmakers blog brain. You are turning the shooting lights out. So I'm not going to waste too much of your time. We're going to jump right into it. Let's get right into it. As you can see here, we're talking about the NBA playing. Yeah, you see the four you see the four teams on each side that we have for the East Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, and Toronto on the West, the Lakers, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, and the, and the Thunder. And they got it kicked off Tuesday, beginning with the Atlanta Hawks in South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Winner gets the seventh seed and a date with the Boston Celtics in the first round. The loser will be hosting Friday's playing game, which will be happening later on. Now, then, this game, the Atlanta Hawks walked in and walked out dominant. 116 to 105 win at South Beach over the Miami Heat. A very terrible game for the Miami Heat. They did not come to play whatsoever. Trey Young with 25 points, eight boys, and seven assists to lead away for the Hawks. The Hawks bench put on a tear. The Hawks bench dropping 53 points on the day. While Devontae Murray, the backcourt mate for, with Trey Young, added 18, 6, and 5. Cut completed with 21 rebounds. And that's a story that we're going to get into in a bit about the rebound. If you look on the Miami Heat side, Jimmy Butler with 21 points and 9 assists. Tyler Yale gave you 26. Kyle Lowry coming off the bench getting you 33, 5, and 4. But what was Bam? Bam only gave you Bam only gave you 12 points on 5 for 12 shooting. Nine rebounds. That's it. That's all you got from the big man Bam out of bio. Clint Kabutter got 21 rebounds. Clint Kabutter had more rebounds than Ben had points. Think about that. Clint Kabutter's rebounding was more than the amount of points that Bam out of bio scored. Think about that. The amount of rebounds Clint Capella had is the same amount of points Jimmy Butler had. What does that tell you? 
What was going on with the Miami Heat on the glass? Speaking of which, let's move. Let me show you this. Atlanta 63 rebounds to Miami Heat 39. 63 to 39 in rebound. The three-point shooting was terrible for Atlanta. They only shot 24.4% from three. They shot 40, they shot 47% from the field because they had 22 offensive rebounds. Like, what are we doing here? Okay. What is this? What do we have going on here? All right. Where the where we got a team that can out rebound you by that margin. That's what I want to know. What is what what we got going on here? What is this? Like that's why I, that's why I went full screen. Look at the rebounding. Atlanta Hawks sixty three rebounds, twenty one of them. I mean twenty two of them on the offensive end. To Miami six offensive rebounds. On the defense side, they got thirty. They got forty one rebounds to the Heat thirty three rebounds on the defensive side. This is how bad it was. And why I don't understand. I just don't. I'm sitting here trying to trying to think about how. And then points in the paint, 64 to 46 in favor of the Hawks. Like Miami didn't show up to play at all. This was a terrible game for Miami. And you was at home with the day with the Boston Celtics. And you lose it. You didn't show up to play. This is how you showed up. This is what you did. But hey, Atlanta wins. Atlanta gets the seventh seed. They get to face Boston in the first round of the playoffs. And Miami has to win at home on Friday night. Go figure. The second game was that Tuesday's playing playing game for the seven eight matchup. We had the Los Angeles Lakers hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. Winner gets the seventh seed and a matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies. Rudy Gobert was suspended for this game after what him what took place between him and Carl Anderson. Jaden McDaniels is done for the season after he broke his hand for punching the wall. It's interesting to see a lot of people, including myself, felt like the Lakers were going to walk away with this one. That was not the case. 108, 102, and overtime, Lakers survived in advance. And it's crazy because it was the Timberwolves who controlled the game. As you can see, the, the box score here, Carl Anthony Towns, 24 points, 11 boys with five assists. Mike Conley had 23 points to go along with it. Anthony Edwards, that man. Well, he was an ant in this one because he was very small. Only nine points, over nine from 33 for 17 from the field. He did give you eight rebounds and five assists, but he was nowhere to be found at all. For the Lakers, LeBron James continued to doing it at the age at, in his 20th season. 30 points, 10 boards, 6 assists. Anthony Davis doing his thing with 24 points and 15 boards. It's good to see that. D'Angelo Russell was a no-show. D'Angelo Russell only had two points. One for nine from the field, for four from, from the field. Uh, they they brought in Dennis Trudeau off the bench, and Dennis Trudeau picked up where D'Angelo Russell was struggling at because Dennis Trudeau came in and gave the Lakers 30, 21 points off the bench, three from four from three. Five or twelve from overall, 
And it was a this, it was a crazy game, but it was the Timberwolves who controlled the game. The Timberwolves, look at it. They shot better from the field than the Lakers. They shot better from three point from the Lakers, and they shot better from the free throw line than the Lakers. The Lakers did better on the rebounding. They did better in the paint. They outscored Minnesota fifty four to thirty six in the paint. They out rebounded the Timberwolves forty eight to thirty seven. But the Timberwolves had it. They had a double digit lead. And they let it slip. They let the Lakers come back in it. And then the Lakers got the lead late and, we, and could have put it away in their aggression, but they committed a super foul. Anthony Davis saw Mike Conley on the three-pointer. Mike Conley hit all three since the game overtime. And the Timberwolves can do nothing in overtime. Carl Anthony Towns was in foul trouble. Anthony Edwards didn't show up. So the Lakers are back in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. They are the seventh seed, and they get a date with the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to take a break right there. When we come back, we're going to get into what took place on Wednesdays playing games. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go. Where sports fans shop and official license everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting the Lights Out. That was Tuesdays that we just recapped. Now, from the recap Wednesdays, as you see, it was the Toronto Raptors holding the Chicago Bulls in the 9-10 matchup. Winner advances heads to South Beach for Friday's game. Loser is done. Their season is over with. And if you didn't watch the game, you probably thought Toronto won, but no. 109 to 105. Chicago comes back and win. DeMar DeRozan, 23 points with seven boards. Nikhil Vujovic with a double-double with 14 and 13, but Zach Levine. 39 points, 12 from 22 from the field. He only hit two threes. He gave you six boards and the comeback win for the Chicago Bulls. Pascal Siakam for the Toronto Raptors led away with 32 points with nine boards, six assists. Fab and beat got you a double-double with 26 points, 12 boards, and eight assists. Uh, Scotty Barnes, 19 to 10. OG and Anobi gave you 13, but they couldn't hold off the Bulls. The Bulls came back, and uh, it was surprising to see this come back. It was surprising to even witness this because Toronto was at home. They had the Devils lead. They had a 19-point lead. It was rocking and rolling in the first half, and somehow in the second half, it just didn't go down. And uh, once you look at this, they had a 19-point lead with nine minutes to go in the third quarter. It was 66 to 47. Toronto had a 96.6% chance of winning, and it didn't happen. And you look at the team stats here, you see that Chicago shot better from the field than Toronto. Toronto shot better from shot definitely shot better from three-point range than the Bulls. But look at the free throws. 18 for 36. 50% from the line, and you're the home team, Toronto? You're the home team. You're at home. 
You're not supposed to miss free throws at home. The crowd is on your side. But they did. They missed a lot of them. And they got outscored with points in the paint. Chicago Bulls 52 and points in the paint to Toronto's 40. I mean, that is that is crazy. Like usually the home team is at 80% from the line. Y'all was at 50. 18 for 36 from the line. You out rebounded the Bulls 50 to 36. You out rebounded them on the offensive glass. You doubled them on the offensive glass 16 to 8. I rebound on the defensive end, 34 to 28. And yeah, you still lost the game. You know, everybody give, you know, Zach Levine was the man. Like I said, how many points Zach Levine had again? Let's go back to it. 39 points for Zach Levine. Marlon Rosen put in 23. But most people are giving the credit because with Toronto shooting 18 for 36 on a free throw line, they saying the MVP is this young lady. Dower DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan's daughter, because she was screaming her butt up every time the Raptors were at the line. And you can hear every last one of them. And they said it works because, uh, yet again, the Toronto Raptors shot 50% from the charity strike. How you shoot 50% from the charity strike at home? That don't make sense to me whatsoever. But nevertheless, you shot 50% at home. And you send Jurassic Park home for the offseason. You sent Jurassic Park home. We, the North, are home for the offseason. You don't get another game. The Chicago Bulls get another game, however. Thanks to her and Zach Levine, but you don't get another game. And then the nightcap. Down in the Big Easy. Oklahoma City Thunder against the New Orleans Pelicans. No Zion Williamson, which I will get into after I get to the recap of this. But trust me, I would definitely get into Zion Williamson. There you go. 123 to 118 win for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Surprising what it was because Shea Gillis Alexander and Josh Giddy couldn't get going in the first half. They was they would they combined for 19 total points in the first half. And the Pelicans led. But the second half was a different story. Now, before I get to the second half, I got to shout out Luke Dork for this one. 27 points, five boards. He was the reason why the Pelicans didn't have a big lead in the first half because when Che Gillis Alexander and Josh Gideon couldn't get going, Dork got going, okay, as you can see here. And then in the second half, it was a, it was a blitz attack from Che Gillis Alexander and Josh Gideon. 32 points for CGA five with five boards. Giddy with 31 points, 10 assists, and nine rebounds. He almost had a triple-double. And they pulled it out on the road, 123 to 118. Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans, 30 points, seven bo- I mean, six boards, seven assists. CJ McCollum only gave you 14, but you get Herb Jones gave you 20. Buju, uh, you know, uh, JV gave you 16 and 18. Trey Murphy the third gave you 21. But they couldn't haul off the Oklahoma City Thunder. And now here's the crazy thing here. We came into these play these playing tournaments with no seven seed losing at home. Then we saw Miami be the first one to do it. 
We also came in with no 10 seed ever winning, and we had two 10 seeds beating our seats here. And with me saying that, that brings me to the Pelicans star. Zion, before I get there, here's the the stats that you probably was looking for. Both teams shot terrible from three. OKC was 11 from 34, that's 29%. New Orleans was 9 for 28 from three, that's 32%. Uh, New Orleans, I rebounded Oklahoma City by 10, 48 to 38. And yet, and still, you lost. Points in the paint was in favor of the Thunder by 6, 58 to 52. The Pelicans shot a a little bit better than than the Thunder, 48% from the field to the Thunder's 46% from the field. Nevertheless, you lost. You lost. It's over with. It's done. Your season's over with. Brandon Ingram gets got got to go home. Cedric McCullough got to go home, and somebody else got to go home who didn't step on the court. This guy is Zion Williamson. This is what he said before the game on Wednesday. "Quote: Physically, I'm fine. Now it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. I understand the magnitude of these games coming up, and I don't want to be out there hesitating or doing something that." may affect my team in a bad way. The problem is we saw you do this during pregame. Doing windmill dunks, putting on a dunk contest before the game. Before the game. But you said this. And I'm going to read it again. Quote, physically I am fine. Now it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. I understand the magnitude of, the, of these games coming up, and I don't want to be out there hesitating or doing something that may affect my team in a bad way. You haven't played since January 2nd of 2023. When you first had your hamstring injury, they gave you two weeks. In two weeks, they say you are doing fine, but it might take another additional week. You re-aggravated it in February, which became a grade three strain. And I did my research, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't go back and watch the other last, the last show that I did, I had I looked it up and I said, that takes several months. This is where we get with Zion Wilson. Nevertheless, why are you out here putting on dunk contests? Why you out here doing windmills during pregame? Making people have to think of what is going on with you because your butt is not on the damn court to play. And the result of it, the Pelicans are going home because they lost 118. Well, they lost 123-118 to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Which means not not only Brandon Ingram's season is over with and CJ McCullough's season is over with, that means Zion. Your season is over with too. And yet again, we do not see you in postseason play. Shout out to my boy um, Damian uh, Adams, who is holding out hope to not lose faith in Zion Williamson. He wants to give you another year or two 
to see if you can get the injury thing right. Maybe you can do a Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid, he had injury histories in his first part of his, his career in the NBA. He finally got it right to where he is right now, about to be the league MVP, okay, in my opinion. So just to show you, let's let y'all know, I, if my MVP vote goes to Joel Embiid. That's for a future episode, let's let y'all know. But my boy Damien, he's, he's holding out hope that you can do that. And that you can do because when you did play the 29 games you did play, New Orleans was in the top, it was in the top three in the West. New Orleans was in the top three in the West in the 29 games that Zion Williamson played. And he was like, when Brandon Ingram comes back from his injury, look out because Oklahoma City is coming. Nevertheless, Zion goes down January 2nd, 2023, and he doesn't play another game this season and will not play another game this season because the New Orleans Pelicans are going home for. All right. So Zion, you have from this, you have from April. Okay, we in the month of April, all the way up to October. So we talking May, June, July, August, September. Five months. You have five months to get yourself in shape. Probably lose some weight. Because that's part, that's part of the problem. You got all this weight. Get yourself in basketball shape. Get yourself ready to play in 20. 23-2024 season because not only the people in New Orleans are getting fed up, the NBA world itself is getting fed up with this injury history that you have going on. And these ain't career injuries. These ain't season injuries. These are injuries that normally other people can come back from in weeks or probably a month's time and be ready to play. With you, these injuries taking longer than whatever. And it's a problem. A very serious problem. Okay? Now, take one final quick break here, and then when I come back, we're going to preview the final playing games. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Killing Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Killing Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Killing Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Killing Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally, seeing you know the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But you know this game, you know after after everything Manchester United has been you know doing lately, you know th this was actually the ultimate test, you know to see if Manchester United, you know all honestly was all of a sudden for real. I I explain this: the United States maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future, because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting Lifestyle. Shout out to my boy, Alizagazai, the Bearman of Texas with Into the Net FC. Soccer fans out there, if you love soccer and you want to keep up with everything that's going on with soccer, into the Net LC is the podcast for you and my man, Alex Agazai. 
talk soccer like nobody else talks soccer. So now, now that I got that out the way, we have two more spots left to seal the playoffs. Okay, we got two HCs up for grabs, and it's going to be determined with these last two playing games. And as you can see here, Friday, April fourteenth. We got the final two games for the play. And then the playoffs are set. Beginning at 7 p.m. on TNT down in South Beach. It's the Miami Heat taking on the Chicago Bulls. In this one, the Chicago Bulls have swept the season series with the Miami Heat. 3-0 and in the regular season. And they're looking to make it 4-0 with the trip to the playoffs and the date with the Milwaukee Bucks. Miami. They're looking to get that nasty, ridiculous, stupid taste out their mouth for the way they showed up against the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday night. Zach Levine, DeMar Rosen taking on Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. And you know Kyle Lowry and DeMar Rosen, they're going to get at each other, former teammates down in Toronto, up in Toronto. Now one of them, one of them, one of them can only make it. One got to go home, the other one. Has to play the Bucks. That should be an interesting game down in Miami. Even though the Chicago Bulls have owned the Miami Heat this year, 3 0. I expect a better Miami Heat team to show up Friday night at 7 p.m. when it's time for tip off. I am expecting a Milwaukee Bucks and a Miami Heat series to start on Sunday. And not a Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls series. But if Miami Fs around again, like they did it to the Atlanta Hawks against the Chicago Bulls, trust me. It's going to be hell, fire, and bimstone down in South Beach. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, you do not want to piss off Pat Riley and the Heat fans down there and Heat fans across the nation, okay? One of them that I know, Miss Joy D'Angelo, she was not pleased at how y'all looked against the Hawks. Do not have her come on Twitter and go off again for the way y'all look. I expect Miami to play better, and I expect them to finally beat the Chicago Bulls this season to get the eighth seed in the East. That's one spot up for grab. Then you got to go to the West. Oklahoma City Thunder, they went on a road to New Orleans and took care of them. Now they're moving up north to the Twin Cities to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. That game is at 9.30 on ESPN. This one's a little bit tricky because Rudy Gobert will be back for the Temple Wolves. They'll still be out. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, because he broke his hand, obviously. Shea Gillis Alexander and the second youngest team in the league. They have a tall task ahead of them because the Twin Towers will be back. So, Rudy Gobert, like I said, Rudy Gobert will be back along with Carter and Towns. And then this one, I don't expect Anthony Edwards to score only nine points in this one, okay? He's going to be at home. They're going to feel some type of way because they know they let the seventh seed get away from them because they had it in their in their grasp. It was in their hands. And they let the Lakers take it from them. 
And that game was more of the Timberwolves losing it than the Lakers winning it in most people's eyes. But nevertheless, this is where we are at. So say get us out of Josh Gini, you might have to go for another 63 points again, or maybe more, or maybe close to 70 in this one. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Timberwolves come home and they take out some frustration on the Oklahoma City Thunder with Anthony Edwards going in. I think Edwards might go for 20 to 25. Carl Anthony Towns, who would who would not be in foul trouble in my opinion, will probably go for it. Probably go for 25 and 10. And Rudy Gobert, if he comes out and ready to play and be the who is the defensive player of the year, like three times over, if I'm correctly, he might get you 12 to 15 rebounds and get you about four blocks in this one. So I think the Timberwolves will grab the AC and doing so they will face the number one seed in the Denver Nuggets and the Kelly Jokic, who's going for MVP number three, which would be three in a row to get it. But like I said earlier, doing the beast game line. But, but that's for another episode. But this is what I'm at right now for the final playing spots this year. I think home teams take full advantage of it this time. Because, by the way, Atlanta won in Miami, uh, Chicago won in Toronto, and Oklahoma City won in New Orleans. That's three world teams that I won. Two of them, two of them are playing Friday night. And I think they don't get it done. I could be wrong because I was wrong because I picked Miami. I picked the Lakers. And I don't even love the only team I got race the damn Lakers. I picked Toronto and I picked New Orleans. I was wrong on I was wrong on three of the camps. So nevertheless, hey, what do I know at this point in time? But nevertheless, that's gonna do it for this episode. I appreciate y'all. Uh, if you haven't checked out, check out our website. I have four of the Series articles are up. Uh, the other two are ready to go. And I'll be working on the final two of the playoff series. Once Friday's games are done and we know who's playing the number one seeds, I have those I have those articles typed up and ready to go. But for right now, go to our website. You can see the articles that I have written for the uh, Golden State Warriors, Sacramento Kings series, the Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets series, the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers series and the New York Knicks and Cleveland Cavaliers series. All four of those series are on the website. They are up. I will be, how things go, I will look forward to be back to actually preview the playoffs, give you my prediction and whatnot, and we're going to keep it rocking and rolling here. From Jacksonville, Florida, I am the playmaker down in San I'll catch y'all with some more postseason NBA. Shooting.
masterpiece.